What is going on, everybody? It's just Jimmy Leonard here today on another podcast. It's been a minute. And again, from the last time we spoke, there has been, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a chock full of information that's just been dumped on us, right? And between PlayStation, between Nintendo, and the Grammys, and the Super Bowl, we, we, we're going to get into all of it. And the nonsense of the madness that is the NBA when it comes to trade deadlines, let me tell you, it's, it's quite nutty. But with all that being mentioned, a little bit of foreshadowing, let's start off with, of course, gaming. And that's the first thing we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about a little bit with PlayStation itself. Um, there is some big news. This is pretty much news that happened last week. Um, and it's actually very concerning news when it came down to anybody who owns the PlayStation uh, 5. Uh, as some of y'all may know, if not, and y'all been hiding underneath the rock lately, PlayStation Plus Collection, the collection set that you pretty much would have gotten if you happened to get the PS5 whenever time, really, well, at least up to a certain point. Um, more on that in a little bit. <clears throat> um, if you happen to receive the PS5, um, whether it was the day one when it came out back in 2020 or even recently now, you were able to have access to about a good, I think it was like 20-something games it felt like, I think, on the PlayStation 5. And a lot of them, of course, are all PlayStation 4 games, but they're all free from the get-go, right? Because some of these games you might have gotten through the PlayStation Plus when it goes through like the monthly subscription. You might have gotten this on sale, or you just happened to get it day one. However you received the game, um, they gave it to you for free right out the bat. And so we were all thinking into our mindset that this was going to be something that may just stay there for all eternity, right? Because <laughs> we all know, I know, and yes, I am an owner of a PS5, but even I know, and I'm for the people, when I say... It's still a struggle to get the PS5. <laughs> I don't know how many times I iterated that inside this podcast, but it's still hard to get. And it's just wild to me to hear, knowing that the PlayStation Plus is still struggling to kind of really compete with Xbox Game Pass, right? This is definitely another red flag on that end spectrum, right? I know they reamped the whole PlayStation Plus and, you know, being what it is now. But with that collection, specifically for the PS5, that's a huge L there they're taking. I mean, throughout the time period between 2020 and now, they were taking out some games, like such as Persona 5. Uh, they took that out from the collection box itself, and then you were left with games like God of War, uh, Last of Us, uh, Monster Hunter was in there, Resident Evil, um, you had Uncharted, um, there's a lot of handful of games. I think Crash uh, Insane Trilogy was mixed in there too as well. But um, I know because I low-key got that for free through the PlayStation Plus collection. How about that, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I even took advantage of it. Um, I would have paid for it. But since it was free, I'm like, ah, I can't argue with that. <laughs> um, joking aside, though, um to get down to it is to the point that the PlayStation Plus collection will not be offered after May 9th of this year um, and that is very hard to hear I mean that was some very puzzling news from a lot of people um, because again as I was saying earlier was that 
people still not have the PS5. And probably was one of the biggest things that was coming along with the PS5 is when one day somebody gets it, they can finally play these games if they don't already have them, right? And they're free, <laughs> right? They're free. So imagine you trying to get this system after the May 9th, right? Well, gee, you can't play those games now. And I feel like that's really, uh, that's a low blow. Now, of course, granted, for a lot of these games, just like if you happen to have a subscription to PlayStation Plus, you can actually keep these games as long as you download them. You don't have to, I mean, I, I get it. The system itself, you might start running out of space with a lot of these games. Heck, you might run out of space adding all these games from the collection set. Who knows, right? Um, but if you still want a certain game and, yeah, you know that you run out of space, you can still download it. It'd just be on standby once you have some free space you can easily download it no problem right so even if it's a game that you never thought about playing why not just download it just for kicks and giggles because maybe that one day maybe yourself your inner self your friends maybe tell you hey man what did you try that one game it's like yeah yeah oh yeah i remember that game actually i do have it in my library because i got it for free because i downloaded it so yeah it's, it's kind of crazy to hear that that's coming down to an end. I mean, I don't I don't know what made them um, decide to do that. Um, I just really don't think that was such a in, a... in a business standpoint, I don't think that was such a great idea. Um, I don't know the logistics of exactly what made them decide to do that. I haven't, I haven't seen any articles as to them answering that question because I'm pretty sure everybody wants to ask that question. That number one question as to why. <laughs> why did you want to take this out of the collection? Why? No harm, no foul. So I don't, I don't understand it. No one really thought that this would be like a time trial thing. No one. No one, no one did. I mean, we could have probably got hinted that this probably was back when they started, they took out Persona 5, right? Because why would they want to take that out? So if that didn't click then, it clearly does now. Because <laughs> even that time it was puzzling as to why they took that out. So um, a lot of questions along that line, but just to reiterate what I said, for the PlayStation Plus collection for PS5 owners, you have until May 9th to download, play, whatever you need to do with those games have it in your possession because after May 9th, they're going to be extracted out and there's not going to be any more PlayStation Plus collection at all. Like that's gone out the wayside. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, but like I said before, I'm still puzzled by that decision and I would like to hear more information about that. If I do see any more information, I will share that, um, later time, whenever that time comes to get more information about that. Um, so I'll leave it as that because that's that's all I got for that one. <laughs> um, but on the February side, since we are on the February side, we have some games that's coming out this month. Um, if you haven't already downloaded them already since of uh, February 7th, uh, you have Evil Dead the game, Ollie Ollie World, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, and Mafia the Definitive Edition. It's kind of interesting, especially with Destiny 2, I have that one. Very, very fun game. I do recommend people playing that. It's by the people who pretty much worked on Halo as well as Call of Duty. They basically had like a collision course and they made this game. 
yeah, they came together and made a baby, and that was Destiny. <laughs> As a series, it's it's a pretty cool series, but Destiny 2 was pretty fun. Um, I'm curious as what they're going to do with Destiny 3. Um, I don't even know if that's going to be a thing, but that's something out there inside the spectrum of it. Turn now, we have some footage. Um, there's been some VR2 unboxing going on there. And of course, I can't obviously show it <laughs> since this is audio. You can always check it out online. It's it's all over the online spectrum because, again, as we said some podcasts back, this VR2 is supposed to be coming out this year, early this year, and that is going to be February 22nd. So they were showing the outboxing of it. They were showing a lot, a lot of it of the gameplay and how to adjust it to make it comfortable for you to actually use the VR headset. And yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I honestly think, I honestly think it's pretty sweet. You know, um, just looking at it and seeing it. So yeah, yeah, man, uh, that's pretty cool. So again, if you haven't seen it, they have footage out there and everything about that too. So go ahead and check it out. Go ahead and check it out. On to some other news. Nintendo. Um, kind of been off this radar a little bit with Nintendo lately. Not in a bad way. I mean, I just, you know, life. <laughs> you know, you think you're, you know, you're in cruise control and then meteors start coming out of the sky. And it's like, oh God, you got to swerve and weave and just stuff unexpected. And I kind of been off track with Nintendo a little bit with their directs in terms of when they were going to do it. And they had one that night on was it Wednesday. Yeah, I think it was Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, it was Wednesday. I think. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, it was Wednesday uh, that it came out with the Nintendo Direct. And um, I mean, jeez, there was a lot of games that were just dropped on us. Games that we already kind of knew about, but a lot of stuff that. I don't even know how to put it into words without even just sound like an idiot. I mean, there was just so much stuff that was just thrown in there that I didn't think that was going to be announced. So, I mean, I'm going to start out of order, of course. But um, they had it Samba, Samba de Amigo. And for those who don't know about that, it's a Sega game. Um, it's a Sega game back on the Dreamcast. Um, it saw another light of day on the Wii. And we never heard anything about it again after that. Um, it's more or less like a rhythm-based game kind of like basically you're matching the pace of the rhythm so it's kind of like if you ever play space channel 5 it's kind of similar to that you gotta basically be on rhythm so would you have two maracas or in this case you have two switch controllers in your hand and they're gonna be your maracas and you gotta match the rhythm so it's pretty cool um it was always a cool little game that you could play with i think they sold like the actual big maracas in store i've seen them in stores um, I just never knew how you go about connecting that. I don't know if it was the Dreamcast part of it, I'm assuming. I mean, nothing back in the day, I don't believe it. We had any, there was no wireless controls for the Dreamcast, to my understanding. But anywho, because um, they had like the light gun machine game, like if you played Res- the Dead or the Resident Evil, but if you played House of the Dead, because that's a light arcade gun game, uh, they had the little plug-in gun game part that you could play through that controller like you're playing in an arcade so like if you play time crisis but anyway um they got that game out and i didn't think that sega was gonna go back in their bag for this one um that's great i mean <laughs> i mean he got a whole swag bag going on him he got like the whole hoodie on the shoes and everything i was like okay they made this man like dripped and drip 
You know what I'm saying? He went from sombrero hat and a little shirt and some shorts to a hoodie and some neon light colors on him. But he also has different costumes. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they throw it back and have that costume with the sombrero hat. I mean, it would make sense. But um, especially hence the game itself. And that's pretty sweet. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I, I did not expect that one at all. I think I heard there were some leaks that happened about it, but outside of that, that was that was kind of that was kind of about really the biggest part from that. I mean, at least just for me, that wasn't really the biggest news. But if you happen to be familiar with the series, that's that's huge news. Uh, that's that's huge news right there. Um, but they first started off with Pikmin 4. Um, that game was supposed to be coming out in July. They were showing off a lot more gameplay. Because we heard about this announcement. I think the last one we heard about it was might have been last year. I don't think they announced it at the Game Awards show. I don't believe. I'm not sure on that one. But I remember if it wasn't one of the mini directs, if not back in E3. That's just how far I'm dating it back to when they first showed this off. Possibly. I'm trying to remember what direct. But they happened to show this off a little bit, like they showed off the title of it and what the game was supposed to be. You know, you're kind of roughly doing the same thing. Um, they also have like the mobile Pikmin that you can do like with Pokemon Go and all that stuff. Yeah, so they had all that jazz going on with that too. And yeah. But here they had like this little doll that you can like use to go around like waters and puddles and you know, burrow through other objects and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Um, pretty much areas that you probably wouldn't get with with Pimkin, uh, Pitkin, with Pikmin, Jesus. <laughs> um, they were showing off different enemies and everything that you were going through. Um, some new Pikmin, like this one ice Pikmin, which I'm like, okay. I can see all the more using that in Smash. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty much the first game that came out there. So that was, so that was, that was interesting to see at least. Um, then they showed off, I guess they were doing a remaster of, uh, Metro Prime. So if you haven't played the game since it was out of GameCube, now you can play it on the Switch. So they have a digital copy that's coming out that, that came out that day. But the physical copy itself won't come out until around the end of this month. So you can always get that as well. So um, that, that's pretty cool as well. I mean, they were showing like the compare and contrast of both the games. So that's that's kind of interesting there too. Um, they made some announcements with some DLC, like they've added Mario Kart 8, uh, Wave 4, they had like the Yoshi's Island, and they added Birdo as a character, which, <coughs> excuse me. Um, which I'm kind of shocked that they didn't have Birdo. I, I did not pay attention. I mean, keep in mind, Mario Kart is an old game. That game dates back to the Wii U, and they're just dragging this game to not make a Mario Kart 9. Or, should I say, Double Dash 2? Yes, I, I'd rather get Double Dash 2 first before I get a Mario Kart 9. That's still one of my favorites. I still think it's one of the best Mario Kart games. I don't Come at me with that argument. If y'all played it, like I played it, you'll know why I say that. I don't know. That element where they did double dash, that, that game was special. But um, 
lucky enough to still have it because these days this game is very expensive to get, but roughly so. Um, but they had that DLC. They had some DLC for um, Fire Emblem, um, adding some um, older characters like adding Krom and um, some other characters to the in the mix too from your past Final Emblem, Fire Emblem games and stuff like that. So that was that was pretty cool to add in there. Um, they have Advanced Wars One Plus Two boot camp release revealed so that's coming out around april 21st so that's that's pretty nice then added some platoon 3 expansion pack which is basically taking them back to inkopolis number one if you played any of the splatoon games it's very fun um but it takes them back there so then they have like some kind of side campaign as well but it looks pretty sweet so far then it had kirby's return in dreamland deluxe which Definitely, I gotta go get because it's coming out this end of this month. But you know, anything Kirby related, to be honest with you, it's pretty fun, right? Kirby Air Ride is pretty good, expensive as heck to get. Um, um, the Forgotten Land was pretty good, especially Kirby coming outside of like a 3D, other than Air Ride, uh, coming out in like a whole 3D adventure kind of game. But the 2Ds of Kirby is always solid. Something about them Kirby games, I swear. I don't know, Sakurai should be jumping gems with that Kirby series. But they um, they were showing that off a little bit. And they also have a demo. So the demo is already out there for anybody to try it out. If you haven't. Um, because this game pretty much came out back in like 2011 as a Wii title. So that's pretty cool. Um, then they had Xenoblade 3 Chronicles expansion. Adding a new hero and more challenges along the way for you to play. So... Yeah, you know, so that's that's interesting. So like I said, a lot of these games, a lot of anything that was announced that, that day was just either stuff that was expansion packs or some brand new games we either heard of or didn't hear of, like Disney Illusion Island. So I guess it has like Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy going into like, I guess, an adventure and just platforming. So that's interesting. Then at the Sea of Stars, release as an interesting rpg game then octopath traveler 2 which i need to try that game you know i always like me some rpg games but that one that one that one just so it looks so cool looking but i think i heard people saying that that game was so hard to develop which if you look at the game it's not so much the 2d sprites it's just the the aspect of the 3d you know world within that and i was just like dude that's that is pretty sick <laughs> I gotta play that. I obviously I can't play the second one, but you know the first one that that one looked pretty sweet to play. You know, then they added Bayonetta Origins. Um, could I have seen this one coming? Um, not really, to be honest with you. If you had asked me, because if they wanted to do Origins, they probably could have done that a little bit early into the series because they already did one then they did two then they did three you know they just you know they know how popular the series is so like let's keep the series going let's go and give you some backstory I'm like oh boy so yeah that's a thing but that's coming out this year on um, march 17th then they show dead cells return to castlevania which i need to play that one too as well again looks so crisp and clean and fun to play i'm going to touch castlevania in a minute so definitely added that in there but it's um it's a dlc that's just adding more levels and characters and stuff like that 
into the series. So we had a nice little look at that too. Shrain Odyssey Origins collections coming to there as well to the Nintendo. Baton Kratos, Katios 1 and 2 HD remake. So they had Tron Identity. Well that players, you know, into the grind. So for the grid, I mean I haven't played really much of Tron. I tried it a bunch of times. It's an okay game. It's interesting i guess at least uh the movie was quite quaint so you know that's more i can really say about it but it's coming out this year so that should be interesting too professor latin and the new world is coming out in there so you know looking out for that game too as well you know life is strange you know i think that game was coming out too i never heard of that one but it looks interesting that fantasy life which is like i think if you i honestly ask me it's like animal crossing and monster hunter just like met up <laughs> they said let's make a game <laughs> so that's kind of how it looks like right there then katamari somehow makes another game you know that's coming out here like that old style of game it's 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 such a wacky game coming date it back to the early 2000s and then now it's like oh my goodness it's a game that you never thought you wanted, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Then they had Omega Strikers in there for you to play multiplayer soccer. Then you have Fashion Dreamer. You know, to show off your style. It kind of reminds me of that one game. I think I touched it one time because my cousin, she had it. It was on the DS. I forgot what it was called. Uh, but it was a way for you, I guess, to be, have, be your own designer, I guess. Um, I don't even know the name of the game. Um, cause it was just on like the DS. I was like, Oh, what's in here? It's like, I, I was looking at it. I was like, Hmm. Okay. All members that I heard of Vanessa Hudgens song, baby come back. It's an underrated Bob, by the way, but that song was up there too. So it could be that. I, I don't know, but that's coming out this year. So then I got Decca police. Um, so it was like an open world, mysterious gameplay and whatnot. So that's, that's pretty cool. That's interesting the master detective archives you know that was announced there too and then they dropped some couple other nuggets of course towards the end of the direct they happen to drop you know of course legend of zelda tears of the kingdom so we happen to get more gameplay show off with a collector's edition and a link amiibo which it's kind of interesting that these amiibos i've been still working on since i don't even know the test of time really I really just dated back to when Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U came out and getting all those amiibos. If you have all the amiibo, me, uh, amiibos, all the amiibos, then congratulations on that because that's a lot of amiibos there. Some of them are very rare than others, but if you're talking Super Smash as well, if you already got all the characters and stuff like that to take into account, that's a lot of amiibos to have on your desk. And of course, it's not so much on Super Smash as well too because they have other um amiibos for like legend of zelda mario games uh kirby so i don't know when they're gonna die down but you know that i mean back when they first came out it was pretty much one of those things you had to get and whatnot and the last but not least it wasn't part of the last part of it but i wanted to save this one because it it, it felt a very dear hearted to me Besides Sabine Miku. 
So pretty much Nintendo has their own type of online service. Uh, kind of like, like I said before, I think I might have mentioned this in podcasts is back, but just to iterate it again, it's to the point that Sony and Microsoft have their own you know, thing for their online services. PlayStation has PlayStation Plus, Xbox has the Game Pass, and then you have Nintendo here, right? Nintendo has the Nintendo Switch Online, which was by far out of the three. It's the cheapest one to get. If you're trying to get a full year, 20 bucks, I mean, for the stuff that you were able to get with, with that, you couldn't go wrong with it. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty not, it's pretty snazzy. And then later on from there, they happen to add the expansion pack with that, which allowed you to have other games and whatnot goodies that came with it, such as you still have like stuff coming from the Super NES, you have the NES games. Then you throw in the N64, which I'm thinking that might be exclusive to the expansion pack, but then you also have the Genesis games, all right? Sega Genesis games being exclusive to it. That's pretty huge. That's a lot of stuff, right? And I'm pretty sure there's still a lot more probably being added for the series, so that's pretty dope. Especially going back to the N64, playing certain games that you probably can't find these days, and if you do find it, it's so high in price, it's ridiculous. So... Yeah, a, a lot going into that. Now, of course, the expansion pack is a little bit more expensive than the Switch Online. It makes sense. So, with that being said, they happen to have the, um, I'm just going to pull it out there, the Game Boy. Right? They brought back, they were brought back, but they brought into the mix of the Game Boy, the original Game Boy. So if you ever happen to have one, you're able to play like older games of like Mario games, Kirby games, uh, Samus with Metroid, um, so many other countless games. And you can also switch it for the Game Boy Pocket as well as the Game Boy Color and so show it off just like that. And I was saying to myself, that is so dope. That is so dope. They have Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening on that. It's, it's kind of crazy to see it because of course they remastered recently on the Switch. So it in the same bit size look too as well. Um, just of course the new one obviously is like three dimensional and it's updated. So I was like, that's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. But then they dropped something because I was sitting here thinking like, man, they dropped the Game Boy Advance. They dropped the Game Boy, right? Like I'm thinking to myself, okay, they're eventually gonna drop the Game Boy Advance. It is not gonna be something sick, right? And then they dropped the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's crazy. I lost my mind when I said they were adding the Game Boy Advance for the games that was being up here. I'm like, dude, this is dope. Because <laughs> the Game Boy Advance games are just as bad trying to find these days, especially rare ones. Like any Pokemon games, good luck with that. Mega Man games, I've seen those been expensive too. Um, specific other Game Boy games that are very rare and very fun to have, like Golden Sun. Good luck with that. So, <laughs> Because they got Golden Sun up there as well. I'm like, yes. But as for the Game Boy Advance games that I guess to start off with until the course, you know, they start building it up throughout the year. Uh, they have Legend of Zelda, Mish Cap, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario 3, WarioWare Inc., Mega Micro Games, Kuro Kuro Kuren, Mario Kart Super Circuit, mm -hmm, which is actually not that expensive to get these days. But that was the first ever handheld game for Mario Kart to have. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty dope um, to jump onto that as well. I'm surprised they didn't do it with the Game Boy Color, but or just the Game Boy itself. But 
you know, it is what it is. Maybe they wanted to update the hardware with that. And they have Mario Luigi Superstar Saga. These games also support local online play. How about that? They even threw in Tetris into the first one, the first Game Boy, too. And that also has multiplayer. Could you imagine, right? The times have went. When, especially with the Game Boy Advance specifically, you would have to have like a cable. It was obviously before until the DS allowed you to do wireless play. And of course, the Switch. Um, that allows you to do like online play on a handheld device. You would have to literally get a cable link, plug it up with another person's Game Boy Advance. And then here's the kicker. Some games, depending if not all, will have to, they have certain games if you have, have, happen to have a single pack, meaning if I happen to have a copy and now the person doesn't, that we play certain games for on that single pack mode. But if you have multi, the multi-pack, meaning both of us got the same game, then we, I think we just get everything, really. So nothing's been cut from it, nothing. So I was like, dude, that's so sick. But yeah. Imagine those days, right? Those were the days when we had a struggle to get that core. <laughs> now, you don't have to worry about that anymore. You can just literally just do it wireless. How about that? Who would have thought, right? Who would have thought almost about 20-something years later, if not over, that, well, especially for the Game Boy, you know, the first one's over 20, that we would actually see this come into fruition that Infuition that we were able to have this game wireless. That's, that's pretty sick. That is pretty sick. So, yeah. Who, who knows? Next, they're going to probably put the DS games in there. Which, I'm curious how that would work, considering the fact that some games use both screens. But, they might make it make it work. Who knows? But, that, that's, that was pretty sick. So, they were dropping gems on this Nintendo Direct. Like, there was really nothing flip floppy about this entire thing so of course as always too if you want to see any more or get more in-depth information about a lot of these games you can check them online they have articles spread around the entire internet talking about everything that was announced at that time so yeah definitely check them out you can either go through ign or GameSpot, whichever one is fits your fancy of getting information check them out so yeah and that's kind of really about it for the gaming section yeah, like I said, this there was a lot of information that was dropped within the gaming section. So that's huge. Up next, we're going to talk some sports. And the chaos still continues from that, too. And we're back. Now, on to the sports section. So, uh, I guess we can give it the elephant in the room. Um, and that is the NBA. So the NBA itself happened to have some trade deadlines. It happens every year. And a lot of it happens to come through on the fact of the, um, you know, players possibly getting a chance of being traded somewhere else. They may stay at their team. But a lot of times it's not always, depending on the player and their situation, they may make the trade themselves. But it's usually the GM, the owner, and all that jazz. Um, this is probably one of the probably the one of the most hectic um, trade time situations I've seen beforehand from it. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, a lot of players being kind of kind of all over the place and whatnot too. Um, you know, just from the jump, I guess we can just say that is 
Like we have, you know, Kyrie Irving leaving this past Sunday. From the Nets, requested a trade only for him to come over to the Mavericks. Now, of course, there was talks about the fact that there could have been a chance of getting him over the Lakers. Because God knows that, you know, Lakers needed help. Um, but first, shout out to LeBron James. He happened to be the all-time leading scorer. Um, I give him his props for that. You know, he's been chasing that for a while. So, of course, the man's still in the league, so it's going to just keep going up. So I just thought I'd give him his congrats on that too as well, man. That's a big achievement. No matter how you slice it, you know, of who you may think is better and who is not and whatnot, you, that's an achievement. And I think we can all agree that's a big achievement too. You know, you can never take that one lightly. So I give him his, his props on that. Um, going back to it. Um, so yeah, the Lakers didn't have really much of anything to go on for them. Um, but the whole Kyrie thing, excuse me, the whole Kyrie thing, pretty much that was the biggest start to, um, pretty much how the madness was happening for these trade deadlines. Because again, the, the last day was Thursday and I guess it's one of those things like, oh yeah, we got time. We got time. It's like a, it's like a class assignment. You know, you wait for, you know, you got plenty of time to make your decision and then people didn't have a decision. Like, well, guys, uh, this paper is due by the end of today, so you need to hurry up and then you start bum-rushing. Not saying these people were bum-rushing these ideas, but if they were kind of stalling or kind of just waiting or something, they really need to act on it fast, and that's what happened. And so that's what happened with Kyrie. He over there with the Mavericks. He happened to win one of the games with them, too, as well. For the trade, they happened to get Spencer Dinwiddie over to the Nets, and I believe, oh, yeah, and uh, Finney Smith. Shout out to him because he's from Portsmouth, Virginia. So, um, shout out to him. Um, and they, and I, in fact, I saw them the other day playing. They were balling, both of them. So, and especially with Spencer Dinwiddie coming back to the Nets after he was the one of the players who happened to get traded be to, because of getting Kyrie. So, it's kind of interesting. We had a lot of it of a trend. He wasn't the only one that was coming back to his home base. Um, you had players like John Wall who surprisingly was getting traded in there because um, they were getting Eric Gordon from the Rockets, and he happened to be one of the players. I believe it was like a three-way trade or some situation like that. Ended up being over there at the Rockets, and then they waived him. Kind of expected because, I mean, I'm shocked that they even got him back over there because he left them. So it's like, what? Um, so, yeah, that's very interesting to see that spectrum. And then, what, yesterday? I think all of us can agree when I woke up in the morning, you know, wipe the crust out my eyes and, you know, get some some H2O, get my body moving in the morning a little bit. Turn on ESPN and I'm seeing headlines that this man got traded to the Suns. <laughs> to the Suns. I was like, wow. Because we were thinking what KD was going to do. And plus, again, he had some time, not much, but he had time to make a decision on that part alone. Um, it was whether if he was just going to wait out throughout the season and possibly leave from there. Um, I guess he was not waiting. I guess the ownership and all of them was not waiting at all. But um, I have to say, though, I know a lot of people have said it, but I'm just going to echo it. That's probably going to be one of the worst, but like like a bus. That's the worst bus I've ever seen from a team that happened to have three big superstars and they couldn't do nothing with them. 
and yes i know they're close i know they were close to you know getting there to the finals but you know they got nothing to show for it nothing uh so yeah yeah if you have any loved ones that live in brooklyn or brooklyn friend uh, fans or just nets in general or fans of the nets please check up on them because they probably lost their mind when i saw those two leave just like that right Kyrie just left and it's like well i guess kd left too so for the fact of him being over with the sons of Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and didn't have to give up DeAndre Ayton. Sure, they had to give up Michael Bridges and Cam Johnson to come over to the Nets. But the Nets got a, a decent squad, but I do expect them to kind of go down within the ranks. Because, I mean, one, they went against the Bulls, so that's not really showing much of anything for me. But, yeah. So, ever since KD made that trade... I mean, for one, the stocks went up again for the Suns, and two, so did a lot of people were picking on the possibly coming win to the finals. So that was that was pretty huge. That's that's pretty huge to see that happen from that too. So yeah, I mean, just hectic all around. And then even for the Lakers, going back to them, they have to get D'Angelo Russell right for Russell Westbrook. Um, and to the point where with Westbrook, he look. I'm not going to diminish what he has done. You know, the triple-doubles, and it's great. People should really not underrate that at all because that's a huge accomplishment. Not everybody can do triple-doubles like that. But he has no rings to show for it, no championship, no nothing. Um, you know, I know he's a little bit of a, has a short temper at times too, but we don't know what's been said behind closed doors. And it's, I guess, just was not clicking at all. And he happened to get traded in there as well. Pat Beverly. <laughs> Yeah, Patrick Beverly, who just got to the Lakers, ends up being traded. I was like, wow. It's crazy. And he ended up going with at least with, um, I guess you could say, with Westbrook. He went over to the Jazz. So, because Mike Conley, he was over at the Jazz, and I guess now he's over with the Timberwolves, I believe. They made like a three-way trade. Um, but yeah. So, I would think that the Lakers kind of get reamped a little bit. It's not to me to see that they're going to probably make it to the playoffs. And they might make it to the playoffs, but they might get out first round. I can't see them going any further in depth with that squad. But it has been improved a lot, looks like to me, for offense. So, that's huge, right? Then, uh, Gary Payne second. You know, he was over there with the Trailblazers. Now, he's going back to the Warriors. So, that's... That's huge, too. I mean, it's pretty, pretty hectic for a lot of these teams. I mean, for the Knicks, we have to get Josh Hart, who also have to play with Jalen Brunson, so that should be pretty cool to see, right? Um, yeah, I mean, just a lot of big news that happened within the tri-scram of the sport. A lot of stuff going on from there, too, as well. It's kind of crazy, to be honest with you. But um, also, too... They happened to, um, I guess, I don't know if I brought it up with the reserves. I don't think I did. Um, probably just that week when I was gone. So, yeah, they happened to show off the reserves and everything like that. Though there are replacements um, for the All-Star game because of some injuries, such as Steph Curry, uh, Kevin Durant, and Zion Williamson being out. They had to make some replacements. And so the three replacements for them are Anthony Edwards, which is a cool pick to have too as well. John Maru, not John Maru, he's already in the reserves, but him, De'Aaron Fox, yeah, from the Sacramento Kings, 
is in that mix as well. And that's that's pretty that's pretty dope. That is pretty dope because again they're replacing them as well. So yeah, they have that going on for them as well. And then Pascal Siakam is also one of the other that as they call all-star replacements. So but they're still an all-star. No matter how you slice it, they're all stars. <laughs> so, yeah. So for the reserves, they happen to show them off a little bit, and of course, you know, the reserves being like Joel Embiid was in the mix for that too. Um, but also, he got ramped up now to be the starter to replace Kevin Durant in the mix for that. So, um, yeah. And then also Laurie Mackigan. Mark again, uh, he replaces I Williamson for the you know starting lineup as well, and John Morant replacing Steph Curry, so being moved up into that spot too as well as a starter. So then you got Bam out of the bio from the East, Jalen Brown, which he's still skeptical that he'd be playing right now because he still got injured from J- uh, Jason Tatum after trying to get the rebound, though they both were on the same team, mind you. Then you had Demar Derozan. Uh, Tyrese Helen Burton. So, and seeing him play, because I didn't really, you know, for the Pacers, uh, they don't really show much with the Pacers, but for what I've seen from that dude, I can definitely see why. <laughs> I can definitely see why they picked him in there for the All-Star. Because he, he, he's been, that dude is pretty impressive in there on the court. Drew Holiday's one. Julius Randle for the New Yorks is put in the mix. Then you got Paul George for the West, and then Shy, Gilius, um, Alexander. So that's pretty dope. They got Jaron Jackson in there, Damian Lillard, and some bonus. So those are the reserves there, as well as some of them mixed in to be replacements of um, players that's playing in there right now. So that's that's interesting. That's pretty cool. Pretty impressive, to <laughs> say the least. But they have some games go that went on tonight. Uh, we have the Mavericks and the Kings that were still going on right now. Same with the Cavaliers and the Pelicans. Um, yeah, Thunder and Trailblazers. Bucks and the Clippers going on. And then other than that, the Heat went against the Rockets. Pretty much was a couple point game difference, 95-97. And then you also had the Knicks who went against the 76ers, my team. Who unfortunately lost in that game, but not a big blowout, but it was still a loss. Regardless, you have the Suns and the Pistons, two teams that are pretty much doing pretty rough this season, but I would give that one to the Pistons, and they ended up winning. Suns and the Pacers, the Suns won against them. The Hornets and the Celtics they had on TV recently. Um, the Celtics happened to beat the Hornets just like that. Jazz and Raptors, the Jazz won there 122 to 116. So, mm hmm. A lot. So definitely check out them standings of the teams now because it's going to definitely change come as we get close to the playoffs. So that's that's going to be very interesting to see from that point too as well. Um, but yeah. And then on to the NFL. So yeah. First off, shout out. Shout out, excuse me. Shout out to the... Um, to the Pro Bowl games, um, those were pretty. That was pretty fun. Instead of just being a football game itself between NFC and AFC, which they technically did with flag football, but it wasn't just that being the staple. They had other games going on. People were facing each other 
for the longest drive and nothing more than just using a driver from the golf range. I was like, huh, how about that? If you know your golf, then that would have probably been a lot easier for you. Some of them knew what they were doing, others who hit the slice the heck out of the ball, and some just missed. It was pretty bad to see, but it was pretty entertaining. <laughs> then you had like the longest toss, and then you had some of the quarterbacks going through some agility courses too as well to, to get points. They had a dodgeball that was going in there, and then the tic-tac-toe, should I say kick-tac-toe? Yeah, and then the best catch, which that was funny seeing Stefan Diggs and them going against each other for that. Um, yeah, they had to get some like older quarterback. Like I had Michael Vick, shout out to him, who um, was out there tossing the ball to some of the players too for that. So there was a, there was a lot of stuff. They had stuff at the defensive end, like uh, pushing the, uh, I guess one of the push mats back after they take off a lot of these tires and whatnot that was on it. So it was pretty, pretty interesting, pretty entertaining to say the least. But on to the real main course, which is the Chiefs and the Eagles. That's going down on Sunday. Uh, starts around 6.30. And that game should be a good game to see. Both of them have the same score. Um, both of them got great quarterbacks, offensive linemen, defense. I can say they probably toe-to-toe with them. But should be a very, very cool game. And, of course, they have Rihanna. They got Riri. They got Riri. They got Rihanna going in there, too. Um, a lot of us have been guessing exactly what song she might play within the 15-minute span because, let's keep it real, Rihanna has so many songs to have to be played that you probably lose count, right? You know, they all start with start with Pond the Replay, which I, I would hope, please, that she would play that. That was one of her biggest hits to start off with as an artist itself um, off that album. Um, you got SOS from um, the album Girl Like Me. Jalen, my sister, she happened to have the album. She actually had the actual album disc CD back growing up. But as well as recently, they also had like vinyls. Yeah. When they, they brought back a lot of these disc players, I was like, that's pretty cool. So she has two copies of that. <laughs> she had the CD and she had the vinyl from, she had the CD from back then and then the vinyl. But uh, yeah, she had SOS in there too. She could throw in there. Uh, Please Don't Stop the Music, Rude Boy. Uh, Disturbia, Diamonds, um, what was it? It was, it was, the, it, I think she did like two songs with Calvin Harris. It's like, I know she did one like, you, ooh, you, ooh, you, she did that one and, um, I forgot what it was called, but I know how it goes. I forget the title of it, but it was like one of her first songs that she wrote with Calvin Harris about that song too as well. Um, what's my name with Drake? I'm gonna I'm keep it real. Like I said, she got so many songs in there, it's ridiculous which one she might actually put on there. Um, I can see her probably put from Drake, you know, you got What's My Name, got Take Care, you got Views, um, Too, for, um, too Good, and of course, you got Work, right? Another big song from them, too. Um, then you also got people forget about DJ Kylie's song with uh, Wild Wild Thoughts, right? I never forget when that song came out and you had her. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> Rihanna just was just stunning out there with the two. But it was so dope. I mean, having uh, um, Santana with me, you know. Maria, Maria, 
Remind me of a West Side Story. And I was like, bruh, they brought that up. I mean, DJ Khaled's a man of genius, but I was like, good God, and have Bryson Tiller up there. Phew. I think the last time I saw her do that performance, it might have been on the Grammy stage, which we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> but um, but that was the time when that song came out. I believe she did that with Bryson Tiller too on that stage. But it was dope. So that's what I'm saying. Like you look at her catalog, there are so many songs. Umbrella with Jay Z, right? She could bust out Eminem in there too. Love the way you lie. Um, live your life with Ti. I'm, I'm telling you, Rihanna's been everywhere. <laughs> Whether it's her own songs or being featured up there, it's it's insane. People are saying birthday cake with her and Chris Brown. Like, I can see that, but you know, it's a family show. They're not gonna go that far. But if she does, I I don't mind. <laughs> that song was fire. That song, that song was fire. So, um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many songs that Rihanna had that were hits. Like, songs that you can just bump your head to as well. There's there's so many songs. So it'd definitely be a treat. I mean, the Super Bowl is already going to be pretty cool. Um, but definitely, if you're a big music fan and especially a fan of Rihanna, dude, there's <laughs> a lot of songs to just look into and hear which one she's going to play. I mean, people went nuts when they heard that she was going to be um, one of the halftime show um, performers. I was like, because I'm saying that she just has so many songs, but she might mix in that one song from Black Panther or Lift Me Up. I don't know. It's just there's so many songs, so many songs, but whichever one she picks, you can't go wrong with it. It will be sad because, again, you're only talking 15 minutes. And she got so many songs to put into in this 15 minutes. I think she was getting interviewed about it, too. It's just like, I think for like the past 17 years, you know, you're talking about all her catalog music. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. It's insane how many songs that she has. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. So it should be definitely a great treat to go into. But it's a nice segue to go into the next and last topic which is talking about the Grammys and a little bit of some black hip-hop music as well. All right, so stay tuned. And on to the next and final topic, music. Now, of course, this past weekend there was the Grammys uh, that happened on Sunday music's biggest night and yeah a lot of big names and everything like that a lot of a lot of names we haven't heard in a minute came out there to the grammys and it was pretty dope it was pretty dope um you know though people were getting kind of late to come into the grammys just because of la traffic i mean i only been to california once not nowhere in la but I guess that traffic's really that bad. I, 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 I'm not saying, oh, yeah, I should try that one day. I don't think anybody wants to try to sit in traffic. No matter what traffic, whatever, no matter what state it is, traffic is traffic. It just, it's just to the cusp of how bad it really is. So I don't want no part of that at all. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of winners that came out here as well. Um, you know, like Album of the Year gave it to uh, Harry Styles, too. I know people were like, Maybe yeah, I should give it to Beyonce. I mean, I mean, especially with Beyonce, congratulations to her. 
she happened to, you know, be, um, have a, like, hold the record now for so many Grammys. Uh, I think it's like, what, 20, 22, 24 Grammys, I think. Um, so there's a lot. Sam Smith, um, and then they happen to have a great performance there as well. Um, yeah, it was Sam Smith and Kim Petras performing. Had a cool double music that was going on with that. Um, then, you know, there was some award and everywhere that was going on with it. Like, Spoken Word happened to get a Grammy for that, too. I was like, really? Yeah, like, Jamie Foxx was up in there. Lemon, well, Miranda. Um, Viola Davis was one that was a winner from that. So she had to be an EGOT just from winning that. You know, Quest Love had one up there too as well. I was like, wow. Because it was like part of like best audiobook narration storytelling recording. So they count that as as an award. I'm like, that's pretty sick actually. Kind of interesting they open that up as like um, a, a big thing. Because that's best spoken word poetry album too. And Jay Ivey, shout out to him. He happened to win an award for that too. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Comedy gets one best comedy album too as well. Dave Chappelle won that. Like, could you imagine? It's like, oh yeah, Dave Chappelle got a Grammy. Like, oh, what did you sing? Oh, I just had the best comedy album. Enough said. Um, so yeah, um, shout out to Kendrick. Kendrick happened to get an award um, for his for his performance too. Um, and then, um, especially with the best R&B album, of course, you know you had like. Good Morning Gorgeous from Mary J. Blige, Breezy from Chris Brown, Robert Clasper, um, Candy Drift from Lucky Day, and PJ Moore from Watch the Sun. And shout out to Robert Clasper. I mean, a lot, a lot, I loved a lot of his music. Um, it, it's funny because I first came across him uh, when I heard one of the songs, and this is just how I first heard of him. Uh, at least any, anything of his work, to be honest with you, was back when he did a song with Brandy. Uh, what are we doing? If you don't know what I'm talking about, look that one up. It's pretty dope. It's a very viable uh, neo soul sounding, which a lot of that's a lot of his music anyway, of that neo sound soul, as well as a little bit of a jazzy mix to it for his music, whether whatever he produced. So um, shout out to him on that. But of course, I picked that specifically because I know Chris Brown felt a certain way about what was going on, how he was snubbed, or just from the jump, he just did not know who Robert. Robert Clasper was. I mean, the way how he did it, look, I'm like, oh, man, bro, dude. You know, it's sort of understandable if you don't know him. It's pretty bad and kind of hard not to because he has done so much great work. But to say that he shouldn't have won that and whatnot and, you know, I should have won it and whatnot, I'm like, I don't know, my dude. He, He deserved that just as much as you did, too. Um, and of course, I guess he probably have to look him up. He's like, oh, oh. And then, you know, suffer an apology about it, too. So who knows? I mean, a lot of us were saying since he's doing that, he probably might just get a song being made with Robert Clasper probably pretty soon. So it would be the irony of that. But I guess he was saying, too, that, you know, have them both in two different categories, I guess. So and it's been hard for Breezy, um, you know, because especially when it came to a lot of the any of the war shows that have to do with music, he's been kind of been sort of cut from a lot of the music that's been out there or any kind of award recognition that he might get. So, um, yeah, uh, shout out to Money Long for hours and hours. She got best R&B performance from that too as well. Uh, that song be 
wow, let things be old. It's, it's always been played everywhere. So, and there's been so many other Grammys too as well. Um, so, you know, there's been so much music that was going around with it too as well. Um, Ozzy Osbourne won a Grammy for Best Rock Album. So I was like, whew, wow, yeah. So, you know, there's been, there's been a lot of stuff with that too. Um, yeah. Yeah, so many songs. A lot, you know, a lot of albums and a lot of, you know, songs that probably wasn't showing up there on uh, screen yet just because of so many um, artists that was up there too as well. So, yeah. Um, a lot. A lot of wins on that one. And then um, Song of the Year. I believe Song of the Year happened to be uh, with Lizzo and Lizzo having to win that and the song is pretty creative too as well album of the year having to come over there too so you know that that whole stuff like that with album of the year like except where Harry Styles happened to win for his album it's, it's always such hard for that <laughs> because there's so many great albums that come in there and I honestly haven't heard a lot of Harry Styles music um to be honest with you um like if it was Beyonce, Kendrick, Mary J. Blige, I'd be like, oh yeah, Lizzo, same thing. That'd be fine. Um, so it makes you kind of want to go back and listen to some of his music from there as well. But besides that and all the awards and accolades and stuff, and Trevor Noah did a great job hosting too. He had a couple, you know, little jabs and whatnot too. Um, so he did a pretty good job. But the biggest part of it of the night too was celebrating hip hop for 50 years. And... Shout out to Questlove and LL Cool J, um, legends inside the hip hop group, and just just music in general for hip hop. Um, they happen to come together, especially with Questlove coming with the idea of having all these artists come up here throughout the 50 year spectrum of artists. You know what I'm saying? And you have Black Thought coming out there, one of my favorite artists um, coming in there. Um, yeah, LL Cool J coming in there, bringing it back a little bit. He brought it in with Jazzy Jeff, DJ Jazzy Jeff. And then you had other artists that you had, um, you know, Plug Enemy. You had Rakim come out. I was like, yo, they had Rakim? I was so like, I was like, oh, I was geeking out. I was like, yo, they got Rakim. That man, the man's still fly to this day. He's still coming in with the trip and everything. Like, dude, Rakim, man. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, Salt and Pepper came out. Queen Latifah came out. Missy Elliott. Busta Rhymes came out. Um, yeah, Jada kissing them with the locks. With Styles P and Sheik. And, um, you know, and honestly, it was Swiss Beats coming out there with um, with the flag and everything, too. That was pretty dope. Um, am I saying anybody else? I'm thinking of? Um, and like LL like said, I mean, they couldn't really fit every single um, artist up there just because of time constraint. Just like what we did with Rihanna. There's so many artists up there that I'm like, bro, people have to understand. It's like, oh, who's, where's this person? Where's this person? I'm like, look, I, I wish they had added Karos one in there, but it just depended. I mean, people had probably obligations. Some probably said no. And... You know things in, the, in that nature but it was it was pretty dope they had nelly up there they had too short um coming up there um rapping out there too um yeah grandmaster flash had all of them coming in there in the group 
Um, just going off, just off of memory here, Ruben. Uh, uh, uh. Oh yeah, not big boy. Oh, man, I was so hurt, especially being a big Outcast fan. Oh, one of my favorite groups. I, I really wish Andre 3000 came out. Could you imagine if he came out with Big Boy? That, bruh, people would went nuts with that. And they all had like small snippet of time of rapping out their own lyrics, because it was just like a melody almost in a sense. It was like pass the mic, a hot potato type of situation. So it was it was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet. Um, so I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, Scarface was out there too. Um, yeah, man, that, that. You know what I'm saying? Like, even like, so, like Snoop Dogg, he was over there with the Pro Bowl games that Sunday too. So it's just, you know, people had all the obligations. But like, say, LL said though, at a later time, I'm like, at a later time, I'm like, yes, bro. When they do it and do it similar like that, that's that's a lot of artists. <laughs> A lot of songs, a lot of artists throughout the time frame. Like that would have been crazy to see what they're gonna do with that. I'm excited. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. That that was dope. So that was pretty much one of my favorite parts of the night was that. Um, but everything else was pretty cool. Um, pretty much probably one of the most, probably at least at least for a while memorable Grammy um, shows. At least that people can talk about from that time frame past years for the Grammy, Grammy, Gra- Grammys, <laughs> the grandmas, <laughs> the Grammys, um, it's always been kind of just going through the motions, it was just kind of the same stuff, you know, maybe not obviously the same artists, but it's just same situation, you get performances, you get the, you know, the presenters, and that's it, like, it's just kind of just going through the flow, how I see it. And that's what happened from that point. And it was interesting. It was a very good night, though, indeed. It stayed up for just about all of it. So it was pretty huge. I mean, they even had, like, Stevie Wonder coming out there playing with Smokey Robinson. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's a, it's a, it, was a, it was a great night, definitely, for sure. Definitely a great night of music. All around. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I'll leave that as probably one of my facts there a little bit for Black History Month of Hip Hop. Uh, not Black History Month, but of course Black History Month, but for 50 years of hip hop. But next time we're talking a little bit more on that spectrum of it um, and show off a lot of these artists that I just listed and more artists that weren't listed as we get down to the road of celebrating 50 years of hip hop. But I think that should be about it, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say thank you for listening and taking the time with me, right? And um, you guys have yourselves a wonderful night, wonderful time, weekend, week of, whenever you guys will hear this recording. And I will see you guys next time. Take care.